you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. I'm so happy you're coming on and you're finally doing this. I'm so excited. I know. (laughs) I like really, really look up to you. I think what you've done with not only your marketing company, but now get super and everything (laughs) else. And I obviously want you to get into all of that. But like, I'm so happy that you're on to like drop knowledge on everybody. Oh my God. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so honored that you even wanted to like have me on here and yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. I look up to you. I think you're amazing. Oh, stop. I, and so I just nice. had you on the show, so let's let's I do know. this. Let's We're make doing some magic. A heavy pod swap. It's gonna be really exciting. We're both gonna link everything in the description below, so you guys can check out both episodes because we cover Perfect. some good shit. It was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The point of the podcast is just to have everyone tell their stories. I told you a little bit on your episode, like how inspired I am from people's stories. Yeah. So if you could just get into like what you do and like Mm -hmm. just from the beginning like where it all started oh my god okay so I'm gonna kind of like breeze through like the last like decade love it (laughs) (laughs) so um I went to college I got a job with Red Bull and I was actually like a brand manager at Red Bull like completely unpaid like I wasn't a wings team girl I was just (laughs) working with Red Bull on like their college program super cool it was super cool but it was like legit like throw you into the deep end and tell you to swim like if there was (laughs) nothing that groomed me more for business than I swear working this job so I was doing everything from like content creation to like helping work events like to doing like sales accounts and like bringing Red Bull into new bars so they and were like making you do everything for free everything <laughs> but then this was like what year was this let's see I graduated in 2011 so this was like 2012 or 2013 sounds about right yeah <laughs> so like it was like not a thing and anyway so from there you know Facebook was a thing Instagram was blossoming it was still like owned by like the two owners and it was like very hipster people were using the filters still so many filters it was like so OG and um Red Bull was like start posting our athletes and like all this cool stuff you guys are doing for Red Bull on your Facebook and on your Instagram we're like okay so then like all of us just started kind of growing this following and like growing like all these things because everyone was like, oh, like, let's follow them for all these like cool shit that we're they're doing. These updates. Yes. And it also started teaching us a lot more about like social media and influencer marketing and all these things. And like back then they weren't called influencers. They were called opinion leaders. That's but hilarious. Yes. Opinion leader. Yes. I'm going to start calling myself that. Call yourself I'm an, opinion like, leader. I'm an opinion leader. Oh my God. <laughs> all of like the OG marketers too will be like, holy shit. Like they'll recognize it That's because hilarious. the word influencer, we were talking, we were talking about this on the last podcast that you kind of mentioned like a negative connotation to the word. Yeah. So originally there were opinion leaders and the reason they broke this down was true marketing you identify the people that control the opinions of others they have influence yeah right so like we talk about word of mouth we talk about like reputation building like all these things you go to the people in your core demographic that have the most pool and you want to get your product and or your business in front of them so that they could spread the word to their community super cool i love that a little history a little history history. lesson (laughs) 
<laughs> so basically we had to go through this huge workshop at Red Bull where we had to identify the opinion leaders at our schools okay, yeah. and basically invite them out to all these events, get them to meet the athletes, do all this crazy shit and then get them to post. And so anyway, going back to that, you know, I, I was thrown in super early. I ended up kind of getting an offer from Red Bull where they're like, we really want you to go full time. We want you to do this internship. You probably won't like even need to be able to finish college. Like we'll just throw you into it. I was like, no, like I want to graduate school. So then I went and worked for Aviator Nation, cool. which was like the fucking coolest. And I was working in Manhattan Beach in um, Abbott Kinney and then also in Malibu. How fun. It was so awesome. And I was working with Paige and I was like, I came from Red Bull. I can kind of do these events. So I started doing like really small level community events. I don't think I was even there for like longer than like a year. And then I graduated, went back home to San Diego, was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> I like took a year off and then I worked in hospitality. So I started working with Hilton and Marriott. I was managing about 15 properties and I was doing everything. And you were working for them. So this one more specifically was like a very like corporate side of like hospitality. So okay. like you're again, like your Hilton's, your Marriott's kind of like your business passing through hotels. And then there were some like bars and restaurants in between. So I was managing 15 of these properties and I learned how to do graphic design, email, I was doing all their blogging and influencer coordinating. I was doing all their social media content wow. calendars. I was like, I was like literally a workhorse. And I remember this was like at the same time where like Suja was like becoming like a thing. Yes. And like Annie, I think had like, I don't remember what year Annie Lawless sold it or like got out of it. But basically I just thought it was like the coolest brand ever. And then Kopari popped up and then liquid IV was like doing its thing. And I was like, God, there's so many epic brands. Like, yeah. that I could be doing like such cool shit with. And the other, the other part of this too is like, is also having conversations with Marriott and Hilton of why they should be on Instagram. And they were like, absolutely not. Yeah. Back then people didn't see the importance of social media. No, at all. no. So, and then, I mean, and then trying to have like a conversation with them about like paying a travel blogger in a trade mm -hmm. deal for like an overnight stay at their Hawaiian property was like unheard of. Yes. <laughs> Which is so incredible. It's like just crazy. So I was like at this beginning cusp and then I basically was like, okay, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm going to do this on my own. My dad has a business. Like I'll just run social media for him. And so I ended up leaving the hospitality and they basically gave me five clients to kind of hang on to and to continue to manage. So I continued to manage those five, basically started growing and scaling the agency, um, started hiring people. So you decided in that moment you were going to start your own agency. Yes. Yeah. And the easiest way for me you to really do that. You really just like s swam right over that. So you were like, yeah. fuck this. <laughs> I'm not working for them. I'm, you're yeah. like, I worked for my dad and then I got these clients. Yeah. So you decided you were just going to be the like, you're like, I'm going to launch my own. Uh -huh. There's not someone who's doing it. And so I'm going to do it. And I don't even think, yeah, it, it was so naive of me though. Like it wasn't even like, there's no one doing it. I have this beautiful plan. Like I just kind of was like, I, I feel like I'll figure this out. We all fake it till we make it. Yeah. <laughs> and also too, this is where the name Ekis Marketing comes from. I didn't even, okay. So Ekis Marketing is what I put on invoices to invoice Hilton and Marriott. Uh -huh. So they could recognize who it was coming from because oh. no one knew my fucking name. So you were just like, just so they know it's me. And literally. marketing because I'm doing their marketing. Yes. And literally the hospitality group's like, can you just keep it super clear? Like don't come up with like a cutesy name. So like they can recognize it's like coming from you. And I was like, sure. So Ekis Marketing is how it stuck. <laughs> I love that though. It's kind of funny because it's just such a, 
honestly, it's such a bold, like distinguishable name. We've had these points of like, we've honestly, I've thought about changing the name so many times, but I haven't just because it's a kind of like a node and to who I am and to what yeah. I do and what I love. But anyway, through all of that, yeah, the name kind of stuck, but it was because I was invoicing out for my last name. Oh my gosh. And where did the like confidence come to just like start a business? Like there was just like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, that I do not know. I mean, I literally tell everyone to do as much as they can when they're still young and dumb and have zero experience. Because I think that there is this bit of like naivete where Mm -hmm. like, you're kind of not afraid to make the jump. You're fearless. You're so fearless. And I was 22. So like, I was like still in this like party era, like out of college, like, not really knowing what I'm doing with my life. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll figure it out. Like, I can take a damn good Instagram photo, which I guess I forgot that part. I also was, like, a hostess at a rooftop bar for, like, a period. I was, like, taking their photos and, like, begging them to, like, let me do their social. You were doing it all. I was just, like, I don't know what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I made that jump, and, like, it kind of was, like, this happy accident because I think at that time, too, like, I didn't necessarily set out to be, like, this agency owner. Like, that decision honestly came I would say about three years after Eckes and I know that sounds like a long time but it kind of was like this point in my life where I was like I don't want to continue to half-ass this I don't want to continue to for this to feel like it's like some makeshift business and like you know are we an agency are we freelance are we like everything in between you know we don't really know what our niche is and so I really kind of set out to change it and scale it and to grow it within or after the first three years I feel like especially like because that's kind of when I started like how hand sees it like it Mm -hmm. took a couple years to just like figure it out yeah like it was always in me like the drive was there and like I knew what I wanted to do I just didn't know how I was gonna get there and I think it just sometimes takes time to like figure out like what's my point like Mm -hmm. what am I doing yeah and it and it was and I just I also just I just kept having this thing in my brain where I was like I just want to work with like badass brands. Like I want to do really epic shit. And I think also too, at that point, I kind of went through a bit of a period where I was a little bit stuck because I was really concerned about the reputation of the agency. I was really concerned about how we were going to be making money and Mm -hmm. like things like the reality of like payrolls and hiring and just like company morale really started to like set in. And so I lost a little bit of touch of like, what I was truly capable of. And I went through a lot of like really a huge journey of like learning who to work with and who to hire, um, as well as like what clients to take on and like, what's a great fit for me. And you talked a lot too on my, on the episode that we just did about like being who you are. Yeah. And a lot of my journey with my agency was, has really been like a, a coming into my own story because I always had this perception of never being someone that worked in an agency before that I had to be the certain type of way. Yeah. And I had to like step into these roles and I had to be this kind of like thing that I wasn't. And I remember I was going through this mindset coaching. I was going through a lot of therapy and <laughs> a lot of therapy. I was just like, let's just burn this bitch to the ground. Like, and really that kind of happened in 2020. Okay. And I was really honestly considering dissolving Akis and just walking away and starting get super okay yes and I hadn't really come to terms of like 
what I was going to do with Echis Marketing, but we had lost about 75% of our business. We'd lost pretty much all of our hospitality. And this is so the way God, universe, whatever you believe a higher power is works. And I was he really like, like nicks you down to your last oh bit so that God. you can like self-reflect self-reflect but also it's like it's kind of like what they do in farming it's like when they burn all the crops so that they can like replant Hit refresh every- yes <laughs> so 75 percent of the hospitality business was gone um we had like only interns at the time I think my my longest standing employee had just left me it was awful and then which she's amazing, by the way. Let me just like rebuttal that. that. Yeah. <laughs> she's absolutely incredible. I was just broken inside. Honestly, I probably, w- I was not that amazing to work for at that time. But anyway, so I was just at this like low. And I remember I had just got diagnosed with severe anxiety d- disorder and depression. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And they're like, I just, you know, my therapist and my coach, everyone's like, I think you just need, I think it's time to walk away. Like, I think it's time to start something else. I'm like, okay. All right. So, I was in the middle of doing sales for Akis and I started hitting up this company called Get Super and they had been at one of my other events and I was like, hey, you guys like put CBD into your coffee. I think that's kind of cool. Like I'm actually adding in, you know, drops of CBD into my morning cup of coffee because caffeine's causing these panic attacks. But basically like I was drinking so much caffeine and I was already going through such a really rock bottom in my life that like I, anything that would stimulate my, like my body would, would trigger a panic attack. And it was all, that makes a lot of sense. Oh my God. It was the worst. And so basically I started talking with him and he's like, I'm not really doing much marketing, but then we get to conversation. He's like, actually I'm thinking about like selling it. I'm like, okay, well like how much are you selling this for? And he's like, well, he's like, I'm selling it for X amount. And it was honestly a really fair amount. And I was like, great. I was like, I'll buy it. That's so cool. It was so wild. And so now I had this hemp infused instant coffee brand. And so and I, your marketing company. And my marketing company <laughs> while being at literally rock bottom. And I brought it back to my team and I was like, we're going to relaunch this bitch. Like we are going to relaunch this. We are going to reformulate it. And this is going to be a case study for CPG brands. And I this is going to be a case study for like everything that we can do. Like you guys have no bounds. You have to be scrappy as hell because we have like zero budget, Mm -hmm. but you need to build a following. You need to build a brand and we're going to literally use this as like our case study and like have fun. Like I'm your client. That's so cool. It was so cool. And it gives me chills because it honestly, it took us about, let's see, I acquired it in 2020. We relaunched in 2021 um and so it took us about a full year to redo all the packaging to do all the reformulation buy all the new product do all the production and then we launched it and we did a launch party I was there you were there it was so fun oh my god it was so cool it was it was such a it was like it it feels like it was just like a flash in the pan for me because it was took so much planning and it was so fast and then we got into you know all this press I started working with all my friends that did PR I started going on podcast and we got into pop-up grocer. We got into urban outfitters. We did just finished up our last round with Showfields, And it's been something that's been so crazy and so beautiful because not only was it such a success for our agency, but it also rebirthed this whole new life into Akis Marketing. It was so quick. Like <laughs> you can tell you obviously are just like a natural entrepreneur. Aww. I think I feel like we get along so well because we're, vi- we have a lot in common. Yeah. And I think for me, it was like the same kind of 
vibe. Like I had all the tools, like the drive was there. The smarts was there. It was that I wasn't like working on myself. I wasn't like at my fullest self. Mm -hmm. The moment I took care of that, I just like hit the ground running and completely like grew. And it seems like the same thing happened to you. Like you had all the tools. Mm -hmm. You obviously were a (laughs) go-getter. You're like trying to run, like, you're like, I'm starting a marketing company at like 22. (laughs) But like, it seems like you just needed to do the self-work a little and like refresh. And then like in a year you like bounced this like company that no one knew about to like crazy. I see it everywhere. Like I literally see it everywhere. I saw it at urban and I was like, Oh my God, I know her. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was really cool because it, it was like what I was talking about. You're right. I I had to do all the self-work, you know, in and around myself. And then also too, I kind of just stopped giving a shit about like what other people thought or what I thought that I needed to be as this entrepreneur, as this agency owner. And literally after that, it was like these brands that when I tell you were just like dream brands, like we were getting like alcohol brands. We were getting like sexy non-alcohol brands. We got uh, Kim Kardashian's like esthetician. We had so cool. We've, you know, started really seriously working with ClearStem and they've been friends of mine for years. And then other things started coming through that were really awesome, like investment deals. And then we got hooked up with Mella, which is this awesome watermelon water. I tried it the other day in yeah. honor of you. Oh, I saw you. it and I was like, my friend <laughs> is a part of this company. And then I grabbed one and then I told someone else about it. Oh my God. Wait, which, which flavor did you have? I got the pink one. Passion fruit. It was very good. Good. I was like actually really surprised. I was. It wasn't what I was expecting. You know, it's, in a good way. It, it never is, and people are like, del- like delightfully surprised because it's kind of like it's not as it's sweet. I thought it was gonna taste fake. Yeah, and it it's doesn't. Not. No, it's like really fresh. It's literally the cores of the watermelon, and as like as I know, simple and like duh, but it's it. That's literally what it is. It's so good. It's great. So yeah, I mean that's kind of the story. I think again, it was just it was like a full circle moment for me. And it still continues to be. And there's still times too where I was, it's funny because I was actually journaling last night and I was like, I find myself, you know, we're, we've been in this scaling mode since like last year. I mean, and then from, since this gets super launched, we've doubled our revenue year after year and we're hoping to hopefully, hopefully double it this year. That's the goal. No, hopefully you're going to do it. Yeah, that's right. We're deciding. (laughs) I'm doing it. You already decided. Yeah, I already decided. No, and I talked a little bit about it on your your episode that we just recorded, but I think it's like what we talked about, like like trying to find the balance between like, yes, of course, like this Mm -hmm. is about making money. Like I have to live, like this is my livelihood, but also like not making it the focus. What is the, what's the impact? What, what am I trying to do? Like what passions do I have? Like what is my purpose with starting this marketing company with starting get super and the money kind of just usually flows with that if you're putting in the work that and like I think this is also too what I love so much about marketing is like there's this again like I I I keep sharing this but it's so true I had this idea of like who I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. and it would also reflect like through my work and to my clients like there was just this energy there was like this almost like people like couldn't trust me like you couldn't trust Whitney because it was like such an unsure energy if that makes sense like it it almost felt like she's not being like authentically herself yes or like so is she hiding something for me or is she just insecure nope it's exactly that okay yeah and that flows so heavily to your team to your clients to everything and again when I when I did get super I kind of just had this like fuck it mindset of like I'm just gonna do whatever I think is cool Mm -hmm. and 
now when I work with these brands and it's usually like, honestly, some of our like best paying clients, they're like, I don't care what you do. Just go have fun. Because like every time you and the team go out and you guys have fun, you guys crush anything that you put your minds to. And I think, again, that's what I love so much about marketing is like when we get out of that, like out of this, like, um, kind of like silo of how we think a campaign should run or how Mm -hmm. we think we should be doing business. Like we, we lock ourselves in to this, to this standard that doesn't necessarily fit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think people like, I don't know what it is about social media, but I feel like people cannot hide inauthenticity as well. Yeah. Like in person, if you're good at like being smooth, you can, you can maybe get away with it for a little, but something about social media, like you cannot like be fake. Like you can read it. You can (laughs) feel it. Like when someone's talking to their community, I like kind of get that way too. It's funny that you bring up social media. Cause like I've been, you know, I've been trying to set goals for myself for TikTok because I really do want to build a community on TikTok. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I actually like the content that I'm consuming. Yeah. And it's also putting me in a new position of actually revealing myself more. And I never felt that way with Instagram. It just wasn't like something I felt super like passionate about. But I'm noticing that there's ways that I used to show up on Instagram, especially on stories that if I show up now on TikTok, I feel like people are just like so turned off. And Mm. it's more or less like I started doing this thing where I would go home and make a martini or like after a bad day or just make a martini and talk about my day. And people like ate it up. And I was like, this is great. Like I could do funny. Yes. Like the littlest things you think that like no one is going to think is a big deal. Or like they're going to think it's weird. And they're like, oh my God, I would totally kill for a martini. I had the worst day. Yeah. And you're like, wait, yes. You're like, wait, why is this minimal effort video blowing up? (laughs) It always is the minimal effort one. Yeah. It's really interesting. And like how we even talked about it a little bit, like how strategic you have to be with what platforms you're on. Mm -hmm. But there is this like free nature to Mm -hmm. TikTok that I think you're talking about. I've learned so much on it. If you ever hear me out being like, I was reading the other day that it's probably because I listened to it on a TikTok. I didn't actually read it. (laughs) I just like, I hate saying like, I learned on TikTok that I'm like, I read somewhere. Oh, I say that all the time though. I tell somewhere. my team is like so sick of me. I'm like, did you guys see this on TikTok? And they're like, literally like get off TikTok. Like we're not (laughs) like, stop. Yeah. I like to refer to TikTok though as like the moment when you like take your bra off and it's just like <laughs> yes. this like unfiltered like you're throwing your hair up in the messy bun you're putting on the sweats that are like from high school and you're just <laughs> so like, true fucking relaxing you're just be- keeping it real you're keeping it real I love that and I think you have a lot of value to add for TikTok like I mm-hmm. think TikToks are so successful for people who actually utilize it to like provide value for people. And mm-hmm. I feel like you've been doing that just by what you talk mm-hmm. about. Thank you. Um, and something I wanted to make sure I asked you, especially since I just heard your like full story, which is so cool. Obviously there was, I don't know if you would refer, I don't want to say mm-hmm. the word failure. You didn't yeah. fail, but like you had a huge setback where you had to click yes. refresh. Yeah. What would you say to someone that's like maybe gone through that or yeah. maybe they're scared to start something because of like that failure? Yeah. I think, a lot of people don't start things because they feel like they can't or they're mm-hmm. scared. Failure is the fucking worst. And I would look at a lot of those. I would look at a lot of things inside of Ecos marketing as like, honestly me failing, like mm-hmm. as a human, as a business owner, as whatever you want to call it. And one of, 
like it, it's it's almost kind of inevitable right like mm-hmm. no matter what we do we're go- it's not necessarily like we're all we're all going to approach failure but we're all going to approach a learning curve that's not going to let us be the winners yeah <laughs> you know so whatever way you want to frame it it's it's really hard and it's really scary and you talked about you know like sometimes we have these like flops right we have these like flop eras and yeah. it, we take it personally mm-hmm. and we think like what the fuck is wrong with me or why am i like this or like why why does it seem like everyone else has this like figured out and like I'm sitting here and I'm struggling or I'm repeating my behavior patterns or whatever. The, the best way to kind of look at this and especially lo- looking at business or whatever your passion is, is that knowing that you are going to fail and that failure doesn't have to be a failure, right? You talked a lot about being consistent on social media mm-hmm. and constantly showing up and moving through it. In business, it's very similar. I could have stopped in 2020. Mm -hmm. I could have gone and worked for my dad. I could have gone back and worked a normal job at another agency. I, you know, I had a lot of people actually trying to hire me kind of around that time. And I chose not to. And I chose to keep going. And it wasn't, it was a really rocky path. I'm not going to be like, you know, how high am I? be like, I it was so easy. You're like, it was so easy. No, like, fuck that. Like, I was questioning myself every day. But like, Anyway, so moving forward, I, I think that the thing is, is that it, it's not a failure if you keep going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of things too. like get super like has challenged me in so many ways and has literally like cut me open as a human being because now I'm running two businesses. Mm-hmm. Now I'm also, you know, fractional CMO and Mela. I'm doing all these different things. I'm being tested so much that it's like if one thing goes wrong. I feel like a complete mess and it can mess up all these different things that have Mm -hmm. going for me. So there's a lot of this kind of continuation of like, what is failure? But at the end of the day, you can't let one thing stop you from moving forward because then it really will become something where it's like, now that's what you have to be, you know, failing is not trying. Failing is giving up. It's not making a mistake. It's not learning or not, not learning. It's basically you being able to move through it and get to the other side. And then also what comes on the other side is beautiful. That's so good. You you learn. You know you know better. You know yourself more. Someone mentioned something to me about Ekis the other day, and they said something that kind of hurt my feelings, and they kind of referenced it to being, like, a small business. You're like, like it's not that small. I'm like, yeah. But, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings, and then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? If this, if this person is what, you know, if they're referencing everything that I've been through with Ekis, and if they're referencing my failures because they know them, and they're making mention to it that it is a small business, that's fine. But like, I don't consider myself small and I don't consider what we do small and I don't consider our clients small and I don't consider anything that I've gone through with Ekis Marketing to be a failure. If anything, it's made me the person I am today and it's made all of the businesses and all the things that I want to do in the future, they're gonna be that much more successful. Well, you couldn't have done it without that. And I think that we do this thing where we like dehumanize Uh failure, like, it mm. like not but like almost like no one else goes through it God, like that's really true no it's so weird I do it all the time I t- I've talked to so many entrepreneurs and so many different people who are just way smarter than me because I love to be around people who are smarter than me I'm like yes that's speak gr- into no, me that's a great trick like, to have though. speak into me please the reason imposter syndrome exists is because we have somehow dehumanized like 
failing and like not thinking we're good enough when everyone feels that way. And I almost feel like we always say it here on the pod. Like when you're up to something good, you probably feel like uncomfortable and kind (laughs) of shitty and like scared. But I feel like even in therapy, and I'm sure that your therapist has told you this too, like if you didn't go through what you like went through, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be where you are. You're running this really successful company. And so Mm -hmm. without the refresh that probably wouldn't have happened. And so I think you're right on for saying like you failures are kind of necessary. Like we're not perfect. Humans aren't perfect. No, it's 1000% necessary. And yeah, I mean, again, like I think I love to say like business has also just been like my best personal development. I love that. Oh God. It's been like, I, so I grew up like an only child. I have a half brother and I think I just must've been the biggest dickhead because like all this, <laughs> I shit, was the biggest bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. just been so many things and so many people that I've encountered and a lot of learning lessons, but also just so much growth. And I think the other thing that's great about what I get to do is I get to meet so many people and just learn from them. Like you were saying, and you know, just, kind of absorb all these different things and just how beautiful marketing can be because it's so fast and there's so many different components and it's Mm -hmm. so versatile so I'm constantly being thrown you know in different directions but it's taught me a lot what keeps you like motivated like what keeps you going how do you stay motivated do you Mm -hmm. have like little tools that you like refer to in your imaginary toolbox Yeah, I have. Well, I'm actually kind of like trying to surrender this like plan that I've had since I was like 12. (laughs) Um, You're a planner. Uh, I I don't even know. I think like we all kind of look at our lives as like, you know, I think I should be married by this date. I think I should have a house Mm -hmm. by this date. You know, I want to be X, Y, and Z by this date. And I, I, recently I've been talking a lot about like this goal setting that I've been doing and I've been looking at my goals in a quarterly month basis versus like just at you know December January Mm -hmm. and then waiting till the whole year ends and being like oh well that like didn't fucking happen (laughs) so I've been looking at this and like playing with this idea of adjusting my dreams and my goals to where I'm at in life I love that and it's been really expansive Because I think that as human beings, like we put so much pressure on like this, like inner child story Mm -hmm. of like, this is where I think, you know, this is what little Whitney would have wanted. But now I'm like in this new place and I'm like, I can still honor that little girl, but I could do it in such a different, more expansive way. So for example, like, let me just like use one, like there's, you know, I have this dream of like being in, you know, Forbes 30 under 30. I have these dreams of like buying and building my own home. I, you know, I was, I had this dream of being married at 27 with two kids. Like I had all these things, right? And I'm kind of releasing a lot of that because had I stuck to those plans, I don't think I would have been given the opportunities that I have today. And I don't think I would have been able to be a part of so many things that like light me up today. That's so good because I feel like a lot of times like you look back at these like little weird like goals that you've set for yourself for long periods of time and you if you actually sit and reflect you're like why am I trying so hard for something that doesn't even apply to my life anymore? One thousand percent. Like it's just weird sometimes how we do that like we get in our head about things like for instance when I was in middle school I was like I want to be married by 27. Oh my god that would be in like a year (laughs) and that sounds terrifying. (laughs) Like so glad or like for instance like I I wanted to be a lawyer for a really long time oh, wow. in college. Okay. Like so glad that's not where I am now. Like there are so That's many, a heavy job. 
yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're both heavy for different reasons, yeah. but like, it's just so interesting. Like we give ourselves these like weird things to nick off our to-do list mm-hmm. and we don't actually sit and reflect like, why are we putting pressure on ourselves for something that like doesn't even really apply to like the person we are now? Yeah. And it's, it, there's also this like element of shame, right? Like yeah. we kind of shame ourselves for that. And I was also noticing, again, a lot of therapy, but like I was also noticing like every time I talk about it, they were like my therapist or my coach would be like, can you just relieve your expectations? Yes. It's the ego. Like our egos are hurt. And it was like this, honestly, this ego trip of me being like, if I don't stop trying, I'm not going to be successful and I'm not going to be some, you know, I'm not going to be this person I've always wanted to be. And I'm going to like, whatever. It was like this whole spiral. I totally get it because I feel like even like when months are slow, like I told you in your episode, like in the beginning, I was like, Oh my God, like the brand partnerships are so low right now. Like, what am I going to do? I, I like decided to reach out to a business, like my hair salon. Actually, I knew they needed help with like socials. And so I was just like, maybe I'll just help them edit. But it like really hurt my ego. Mm. Like, Oh, I'm now having to take on like a side editing job to get some extra money. And I just had to like sit back and be like, no, like this is good. Like you're taking on like multiple income streams that are easy for you like little things that you can add on to like put your like talent to good use like why are you feeling like this is a failure or hit just because you're not like fully only doing it for yourself and isn't that like wild like it's so weird where do we even get that like notion or like preconceived like perception of like that's what that means I know it's really really strange but I same thing I had to like sit down and be like but this is like what I do. Like yeah. I edit content. I create UGC content and just content create for tons of brands. Why am I having such a hard time? Like with just relinquishing a little bit of that, like this is the only thing I'm going to do yeah. type thing. It's, it's so funny you bring that. I mean, again, like that just relates back to like my story too, with like the agency. And I mean, even get super like there's, there's a lot of things where I'm like having to like, kind of check my ego at the door and I'm like I want to do things my way mm-hmm. I have you know the freedom to do things my way so why am I trying so hard and putting so much pressure on myself to like try to fit into this mold that doesn't necessarily fit me so good it's you know it's it's my drop it's the work <laughs> yeah it really is I'm sorry so I distracted you what are some tips <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> to, to stay, stay motivated, motivated. that was motivating though <laughs> I think I I just talked in circles. No, you motivated, (laughs) but now give us tips that we can do to motivate. So, uh, first and foremost, taking care of yourself. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, it's funny because I'm like, I just talked a little bit about this director of operations and like, I love her and shout out to V if you're listening, she's absolutely incredible. Um, but I recently we've kind of, I've stepped back more into this operational role and, um, I'm noticing like there's things like just my energy and my attitude have changed a little bit and Mm -hmm. it's because I'm doing so much. Mm. And so when you, when you take care of yourself, you show up happier, you're a little bit more lit up and you're also like really in tune with like what fills up your cup and how you're doing and things like that. And when you're able to be that way, you're also able to show up for people more. So that's a huge like motivation tactic, at least for me, because I look back to the like times where I'm like, wow, like I was like thriving and it's usually because I was taking the best care of myself. So that's kind of something that helps me to stay motivated. The second one is um, I love 
celebrations and like reflections love that so like one of the biggest things that like motivates me is like the feeling of like being able to look back through my journal and be like I accomplished like all of this and if I accomplished all of this back then there's so much more for the future that I can accomplish I love that and not just when I say accomplish too I don't want it to like sound like you know it has to be like related back to like business or money or anything like that it could be like for example like I suck at working out Mm. And I worked out two days this week and I'm like fucking proud of myself. Love that. Like it's things like that where it's like I can look back and be like, guy, like I'm really, really proud of like what I've done. And that also too motivates me to like keep honestly moving forward. And like even on days where I'm having major anxiety or I feel like I just don't want to leave bed. Like I kind of feel like, well, there's things that like I know I'm capable of doing and I know I can reflect back and like look back at those moments and like just just kind of relish in those moments, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like we forget our story a lot. Yes. Like we're it's like so funny. I'll be like in my bed like, oh, like this is so hard or like I feel like I'm not going anywhere. And then I'm like, ew, Hannah, you're so stupid. Like, look what you did. Like, you know what I mean? Like we forget to like read our own story and like look at ourselves as like a main hero character that like went through trials and tribulations oh that is so true if we could just it's so funny so I was talking to I'll never forget this one day Scout and I did a podcast and someone asked us if we felt like we were the main characters of our story and she was like yes and I literally looked at her and I was like bitch what (laughs) I was like are you serious she's like yeah I feel like the main character and I was like you are literally my goals because yeah. like I don't feel that way. And then that that also echoed a whole nother train of therapy and self-development. But I think that we love that. We love that. But I think that that's a great point. Like, do you feel like the main character in your life? If it's not, so funny because like you're the only character in your you're story. You're the only one. <laughs> that you have control over but at sometimes least. sometimes you feel like that. Yeah. Like sometimes you feel like you're kind of the side piece. Like you're just kind of totally. hanging out. Totally. And I think that that's, yeah, I think that's a really great reflection. It's like, do you feel that way? And Yeah. Especially with social media. I feel like everyone's like main character energy or like mm-hmm. I'm being that she's the main character kind of mm-hmm. thing. People will be like, oh, she's the main character for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do we think that? Because she's confident in herself, what yes. she's done yes. and who she is. You yes. can tell by her like vibe yep. in the video or whatever we're watching. Yeah. And so I think like thinking about it like that, like there's no other characters in the story that like you have control over. Like there's no person in your story that you can control like their mental space. You can just do it for yourself. So like, why are you spending time thinking you're the side piece when like, you're like literally the only character that matters. <sighs> do you follow SFK? no oh my god send me their shit she is like (laughs) or her shit she is yes she you just need anyone that wants to like literally like it's like their focus to like work on their confidence needs to follow her i love that yeah i'll send you her she's great oh so good she literally renamed herself serena fucking carrington carrington oh yes 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 yes, i know who you're talking about yes i knew that full name i need to follow her because I've seen she's popped up on my TikTok and stuff. She's great. She's a she's a like rowdy time, but she's a good time. I love that. <laughs> I feel like we're a fun rowdy time. <laughs> no, but I feel like what you said is so important because self-care, especially for a lot of business owners and just creators mm-hmm. and like people who just hustle in general. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people struggle with just taking care of themselves. And for yeah. me specifically, like taking breaks. So funny. Like I learned time and time again, like I work myself over and then like crash and then like 
sets me back anyway. So why don't I just take the break? My coach told me something one time. She goes, well, professional athletes, like, what do they do for their bodies and their minds? And I'm like, well, they take, like, really good care of themselves. She's like, yeah, like, what do they do? They train, they rest, like, you know, they eat good food, they go to whatever. She goes, so why wouldn't you do the same thing for yourself when you're a professional at business? Like, why wouldn't you do the same thing? So or you mean even you are a business, but like, why wouldn't you do the same thing for yourself in business? Yeah. Like we are operating on like a high caliber level. Why would we not like take care of ourselves to that extent? You know, you're so, so right. And I think it's just learning by repetition and trial and error that like breaks matter and like you can't yeah. fully especially in like the creative field like marketing mm-hmm. social media marketing whatever you're doing like you can't really be at like full capacity if you're not resting no you can't and again like then there's burnout then there's all these other things then there's your energy and like you're not able to show up and like lead so there's there's a lot of things I think that again like just recognizing like yourself and who you are and knowing that you are also too like a bit of the lifeblood of whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. like that's also kind of a bit of motivation there of like okay well like you you know you talked about you're like when I do something I want to go 100% in like you want to show up 100% like you want to show up 100% for whatever you're doing because also too again on my side when I'm showing up for clients I'm showing up for people I'm showing up for businesses or potential deals or whatever they can also feel that energy yeah. So it's funny. I have a friend too. Every time like I jump on a zoom call, I'm always like hundred percent ready to go. And she's like, can you just like take a moment to like arrive? Ooh. And I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. So now like every time like I do that, cause I'm always go, 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 go. Me too. To, like, and arrive. I hate it. Sometimes I hate it. You're like, totally a manifesting generator. You need to get your human design read. I, I literally <laughs> have no idea what you're talking about, but I want you to send me the link I so know. I can figure it out. No, it's so funny. Cause I feel like it's almost this battle between like this insecurity of like, cause I do feel like it's based in like ego and insecurity when mm-hmm. we like don't give ourselves break and we like just keep going, going, going. Yeah. And then I end up way chaotic. Mm-hmm. Like I'm showing up to things like super late or I'm not mm-hmm. prepared or I'm like late and yeah. I like feel bad. I'm like running from like one thing to an- the next. Yeah. And when I actually am like rested and like on time and like, I'm not freaking out, things are just go way better. Yeah. It's all the energy. Again, it's like kind of stems back to like what you said, your ego. Is it the fear of, you know, failure? Is it the fear of not doing enough, not showing up enough? What is it? It can be multiple things. Whatever it is, we just need to shut it off. (laughs) Everyone struggles with it, though. It's like a very common thing. So I'm glad that you said like just rest is something that keeps you motivated. It seems like it's almost contradicting, but it's not. Oh, it totally is. I mean, it, it, it does seem that way. Also, too, if you if anyone out there is like struggling with like, I don't know, the ego in that sense. Honestly, go talk to the most successful person you've ever met. Like go have a conversation with the most successful person you've ever met. And they will give so much insight into like that manic energy and like what it actually means. Because I think that there's so much fear inside of this failure and inside of those expectations that we talked about. And there's so many people that are more successful of us that have like already gone through that and already shared that in sense of like, I've already failed a business or I've already gone through this. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to also talk with someone where it's like, you're getting like really receptive feedback of like, 
yeah. what's already happened. And historically, this is how this works. Well, and that's why I love podcasts so much. And that's yeah. why I started podcasting because I wanted to hear people's stories because stories are encouraging, like listening to people tell their story. Oh, like she's gone through that too. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, like she's failed and like, look what she's doing. Like, yeah. so the fact that I'm in a failure right now, like look what can come of it. It's just... Mm-hmm. We, again, we just like single ourselves out in these little stories and it just doesn't make sense. I, it doesn't. Stop doing it, everyone. S- stop doing This is your sign to stop doing it right Knock now. Knock it off. <laughs> um, but I feel like I've noticed a change even in your socials of like balance. You travel like so much oh and do these God, fun little trips to like Jackson Hole in Mexico and everything with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you just because I'm curious. Yeah. How do you balance having a relationship and also (laughs) running a company and another company and like doing the most? Um, so he's actually, he's an entrepreneur. Okay. So it makes sense. Um, I always said that I need to like date and marry someone who's like busy and like has their own shit. Yes. Honestly, that is a thing. And if you, okay. So I started dating him when he lived down in Mexico, he actually used to be a fisherman never like I mean he was he's always been entrepreneurial minded um but like kind of was in this place in his life where he's kind of like I'm just kind of you know doing this and I'm happy so he has his own business um and honestly it's it can be a lot of work you know I think Spencer and I have known each other since college and we've been really really good friends since then Hmm. and like we started dating we've been together for about four years now and since January and um, he's had his business for about a full year. I've had mine, obviously, for six. And I think, if anything, the biggest thing that we look at when it comes to, like, managing our time is, like, intention. Mm-hmm. And it's very big on, like, how that intention plays out. So, like, for example, like, I really don't see him, like, during the week. We may have a dinner together during the week, but he'll usually come in around, like, 9 or 10 o'clock. And then I'll usually be trying to sleep. Okay, yeah. Um, so, like, things like our date nights, things like our weekends, like, our family time, or just, like, our communication is huge. Okay, yeah. And we're very big on that. We're huge on, like, holding each other accountable. Like, we're very vision-oriented. So, like, we have these goals for our lives, and we have this, like, dream of, like, this lifestyle that we want to pre- provide for ourselves and for each other. And so, like, those things really kind of come first mm-hmm. and we talked about like the you know like the goals and like getting yeah. married and stuff like that like those are topics of conversations but like me and him both have had a conversation of like what is most important to like Whitney what's most important to Spencer and then what's most important for us as like a collective yeah because if those things that like you do to honor yourself aren't withheld like yeah. withheld in a relationship like you're yeah. both gonna be unhappy someone's gonna be unhappy and it's gonna make the relationship fail. and you'll there be there will be resentment there will be just like distance and it's honestly it's happened before like I've dated you know another person like while I was like growing my businesses and it didn't work out but I think again like there's been some times with Spencer where we've literally had to sit down and be like okay well, do we want to continue to want each other yeah and if we do want to continue to want each other if we do want to continue to be in this what does this look like and what's going to be fulfilling for both of us? And those aren't like the sexiest conversations. Like literally like we have conversations about revenue and like how much we want to be making in our businesses and what that's going to require out of our relationship. Like we have conversations about like what sacrifice. Yeah. Like there's, you know, sacrifice like on my end of like, I don't get to be like the needy girlfriend Mm -hmm. and I'm very blessed to be with someone that like, 
lets me be the needy girlfriend when I absolutely like have like I literally have to say I need to be this right now like I need you to hold me we're I need still this. women there's times where like I kind of have to give that up or like there's family events that he doesn't come to but on like the opposite side like there's times where I'm like hey I have to go to LA you're watching the dogs in the house like you got to handle the family or I'm going to take off and go to Saint Tropez for two weeks because I literally need a vacation alone yeah and like I need you to deal and there's a lot of these kind of like sacrifices on both ends and like at the end of the day we're like okay do I still choose Whitney do I still choose Spencer even with that I love that you said that because like relationships are a choice like especially when you're like busy or like your, Mm -hmm. your passion and like love for life is in your work. I don't think there's Mm -hmm. anything wrong with that. I feel like a partner needs to like respect that and like Mm -hmm. be supportive just so you can do it back. But I wanted to ask you, cause I feel like I think about it sometimes like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I could only date someone who's Mm -hmm. really busy too. And like, isn't super needy. Cause I've dated people in the past that are a bit needy and like, Mm -hmm. don't understand why I have to work so much or like, and I think it's just in the place that I am in my life right now too, where like I'm trying to scale something. Like I need someone who's going to be able to like understand and also have like their own shit going on and like running their own things and like supportive in that way. Yeah. So it's really cool to hear. It's that and also find someone that appreciates like the level of growth that you're at or like that you want to continue growing with. Yes. That was a big conversation. I can't be stagnant ever. No, me either. And that was actually, it's so funny. We literally were just talking about this last night too. I love that. (laughs) We were like talking about like where we're going to live. But like, that was also something too, where I told Spencer, I was like, I'm never going to stop evolving. Like as a human, I'm never going to stop growing. And like, I need to know, like, are you going to actually like, are you a personal development guy? Like, are you going to want this too? And it was funny because we had this conversation, this personal development conversation really started happening when I went through everything with my anxiety Mm -hmm. and I was going to therapy and I was doing all this work and it used to bug the shit out of me that like, I felt like he wasn't like wanting to like read books. He wasn't wanting to listen to podcasts. Like, and he wasn't there in his journey yet, Mm -hmm. but I also, we've also had multiple conversations where it's like, are you going to grow with me? And he, now there's even points where he's, he actually grows a lot quicker than I in like the relationship side. I grow, I feel like I adapt a little bit quicker with like the a business side. And it's something that like continues to like motivate me every day. Cause there's like things that I'm not quite there yet. Like in my own journey. I love that. That was a random question. So I'm gonna have to segue randomly, <laughs> but like, what would you recommend to someone who like wants to elevate a part of their business? Like when's the right time? Is there ever a right time or do you just go for it? There's never a right time. Okay. Like when you say elevating, give me, give me like a little bit. For more instance, like I, when I was talking to you before we recorded about how I like really feel like I need an assistant, like yeah. that would be like an, a business elevation sure. for me. Okay. Like like when's the right time for people to like take the step in their business like in that way one of the things that I look for is like compromise okay so like for example or if like things being compromised right so like if you have a standard expectation or quality of what you're doing and you're getting to a point where things are being compromised that's an instant instant like just notification of like, okay, something needs to happen here. And either Mm -hmm. someone needs to take on this load for me or I need to hire someone to do that. The second thing is scalability, right? Which is what we kind of talked on. And I actually learned this. I don't even know. It was, I feel like it was actually relatively recently within like the last like two years, but I used to think that I had to hire people because that's like what you were supposed to do. 
no one taught me early on that you actually hire people to basically grow the collective and make more money for everyone. Mm. So when you go to hire, when you go to scale, you shouldn't just be looking at people necessarily to do the job. You should be looking at people that are actually going to grow the internal side of the business. And that's going to make everyone money and more money. That's super good. It's it's and it's also something to where I think it frames your it frames your thinking of like you. And I think it gets a little bit tricky when you sit down, and you go to look at uh, like who you're going to hire and things like that. But like you want to look for someone that, yeah, they're just they're bringing more to the table than just kind of getting the job done and moving on. Yeah. So I think when you look at elevating your business as an enti- like in its entirety, look at you know those kind of like what are like the red flags or what are like the like the warnings of like hey like things are getting like a little tricky or this could use improvement but then also too like look at like the pivots right so like 2020 was like a huge pivot for us yeah like it was massive and that we literally could not offer our normal marketing services to our normal clients yeah so we had to make a change and even during this time like yeah i was going through this breakdown but i was also like okay what can I pivot to? And so what we started doing is we actually started training our team on Pinterest. We started looking into TikTok. We started looking into CPG brands and we were just kind of looking for the opportunities. And so I think with any business owner, any creator that's listening, look at also too, what are the areas of opportunity and are you able to move into them? Are you able to scale them? Are you able to monetize them? And is it going to be something that's going to be worth your time? So there's no perfect time. Like yeah. people like I'm, I think honestly, almost every single year outside of those first three years, I've restructured Ekis. Always. I'm always We're constantly evolving and growing constantly. Like I'm constantly I love that. putting in new systems. I'm constantly doing all those things. So yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Cause mm-hmm. it's definitely something that's like applicable to my life that I like need to start thinking about because yeah. I want to be able to show up a hundred to like where it matters. Like oh what God. are some things that like just help you get into a good space? Okay. When I don't want to be so deep, because honestly sometimes it is hard, like wanting to lay down and read a book versus just like binge Netflix or like yeah. wanting to do, you know, wanting to go to therapy versus like wanting to go shopping. I don't know. Like the kind yeah, of, there's the like a weird shame in like watching TV. Have you noticed really, that? Yeah. Like what the fuck is wrong with me loving TV? I, like I need to know. Like I think there's a misconception. Yeah. And now we have social media it's like the and same. smartphones. Yeah. Are we kidding? Teach teach their own, but I will say this. Okay, I'm a marketer through and through. TV has given me some of my greatest concepts. Like I literally took Agus Marketing's font from a commercial. I love that. Yeah. So like there's no shame in the game. I am the first one to, you know, work a 12-hour day and fucking put my life and soul into a project and like to try to mm-hmm. be as successful as possible. But I'm also the first one that's like, when are we going to go get an espresso martini? And how do I just like absolutely unplug on my weekend and just relax and not talk to anyone and fall off the face of the earth? I love that. I feel like I'm the same way. Like I work so hard and then I like, I'm just like, I want to go get a drink like on a weekday. Like I want to see someone and like have a conversation about something that's like not business and like not Instagram related. Yeah, we need to, (laughs) we need to do that for sure. Okay, last question. So I ask everybody at the end of each episode, like the podcast's name is How I See It. Mm -hmm. Um, So just like based on your story, your journey and everything you've been through, like how do you see it? Like how do you see what you've been through and like moving forward now? 
Oh my God. That's like a really, it's a big question. That's a really good. I mean, it's a really good question though. I feel like my, my like life's mission, like people always ask me like, what's like your mission? Like, why do you do what you do? And I feel like I'm still discovering like a lot of like my life's mission. Like, I feel like there's people that instantly are like, I want to help other people. I want to serve. I want to be like a nurse. I want to save dogs or like whatever it is. And I feel like my life's mission has been really this cultivating like moment of like kind of coming back into like who I get to be. And for me, there's a lot of freedom in that. But I also feel like it's been something where I've been able to outwardly express to other people that it's also available for them too. And that's so good. It's, it's really, it's really something where I've, I like I've, I've loved this and I love, I think again, like my whole life, I've just craved freedom. Like I've craved financial freedom. I've craved the ability to be with someone that lets me be free. I've craved, you know, just being able to kind of be Whitney and just her in her truest capacity and not feel ashamed for it. And so when I like the way that I see it is like, I'm still kind of figuring out what this mission and what this life's journey is, but there's this element of like, I really just love trying to help people understand that like they can do it too. Like they can walk through this too. They can not be alone and they can have their own shared freedom as much as they want it to be. Authenticity and like those types of words can be cliche, but they're not really, if you actually like think about what it means and you try to offer that to the people that you're serving, whether you're working with brands as their marketing head, whether you're working with them on a partnership based, or if you're just leading a community, it's like all the same. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks so much I for really having appreciate me on. It. Really, really appreciate it. Oh my but God, I love drop this. your drop your handles for everybody so they can find you. Oh my God. Follow me on TikTok. Let me know if you guys like my martini stories. Oh, I'm um, sure they sound good. <laughs> God, I, I know. I always like, it's so funny because I, I like mentioned alcohol and I feel like everyone's so like California sober now. I'm like afraid to like talk about martinis and shots and like anything else. But, you know, it's I fine. know I, I'm a, like defiant not participator in dry January (laughs) (laughs) like I respect everyone who does it and like think it's cool but like I'm not a zero to a hundred person like I know myself very well and like I just don't fuck with that like no I love that so much (laughs) okay you guys can follow me just at like you can follow my personal journey just at Whitney Eckes you can follow the agency at Eckes Marketing um, and then get super is just G E T S U P R. And basically all the handles are basically all the names. Perfect. I know. And we didn't even get to talk about get super, but we'll have to have you back oh, on. Let's do it. We'll drink a cup of coffee with get super. Okay. Yes. Great. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow how I see it pod. So you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next and if you're not already come join the fam and follow at how hand sees it thank you guys <laughs>